my editing. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode... 21. 21 of the Bayou Dragons podcast. Per usual, it's myself, Mr. Matthew McCall, Porter May off to my right, and a special guest, Mr. Jacob Wendell. Howdy, bud. Howdy, bud. <laughs> so, bud. Jacob is a friend of ours that we just met... Um, Three days ago. Two days ago? Two or three days ago. We're, um, um, it had been Tuesday. That yeah. Was, so earlier this day week. What day is it? Shit, I don't even know. Uh, by the time you guys watch this, I guess asked every day. I don't know what day it'll be, but uh, yeah. So we're up here in the, the great white north, covered in snow, doing a little bit of hunting, and uh, Jacob is a friend of a friend who has now become a friend of the dragons. Yeah. I think Jacob Wendell is a dear friend now. A dear I appreciate friend. it, guys. A dear friend for life. If nothing else, I was telling him, just him being a northerner is just a, a novelty to, uh, <laughs> to guys like us, man, Southeast Texas. He he said his first two words, and it was like, we were like parents listening to a baby speak for the first time. Our eyes just lit up, and we looked at each other and started laughing. And it's not even that you have that thick of an I, I guess you do have a thick-ass accent, but it's certain words. You know, yeah. Like, no. 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 <laughs> yeah. You go, No. So, but uh, so Jacob, I've heard a little bit. I haven't really asked you a lot because we've been talking about doing this podcast. So I've, right, you didn't want to know a goddamn thing. I really didn't. Every time you start, start, start telling the story, other for three days, and yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, don't tell me that. I'd rather hear it on the podcast. Right. Don't. I, so I literally don't know much about you except, like, I kind of know that you're. A, are you a farmer? Correct. Yeah. Um, from North Dakota, I farm with my dad there, and. uh when I'm not farming, I'm pretty much hunting and fishing, man. That's about the way she goes. What do you What do you farm for? Uh, we do wheat and beans, soybeans. Beans. Beaners, yeah. <laughs> so, for a guy like you, are you, you're pretty much out in the middle of nowhere, I'd imagine, right? Kind of. We're about an hour from Fargo, which is a pretty decent-sized town. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're kind of kind of out there. So what do you like? What's life like growing up? Uh, I imagine you grew up there. I did. I actually didn't grow up on the farm. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was about four years old, and I grew up in town. Okay. And uh, didn't really get into hunting and fishing, or I've been fishing my whole life, but not the hunting thing. I really picked up when in a you know high school. And now that's you know that's all I do is hunt and fish, and hunting's a really big part of my life. I love that. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, like because. Just being up here, like driving, driving up here, it's like, that's you a hell of a drive. You kind of just, it, it's, y'all, man, it was, it was 28 hours, um, and we wrecked the truck, um, <laughs> so it was a little bit longer, but it's kind of like we get to a certain point and you just kind of look around and, and like, just say, what do you do out here? Like, so time, man, like right now, there's geese here, I guess, but God, it's brutal. Today was brutal. Yeah, at least the geese were deep. Whenever you said you were cold, I was like, "Fuck, it is cold." (laughs) I don't care who you are. It it was a cold ass. Because we met you Tuesday, and it wasn't that cold of a day. No, Tuesday was beautiful. I didn't even have gloves on in the blind. I mean, it was. You're wearing a hoodie. I met you. You're wearing a hoodie, no gloves. And for us, you know, now like after you've been up here a little bit, you acclimate to the weather. But it was like 21 degrees, and you're like, "Man, beautiful day, bud." And you're just in a hoodie, and I'm like. We're all geared up like a motherfucker. And it's been snowing every damn day. Yeah, the, me and Colton looked at that shit like for the whole last month. Like 
I was looking at future, like, what what's it going to be? What's it, it was like, it's only going to snow once while we're up here. We've been up here now it's like five or six days. Every single day. It snowed all the way up here. It, snowed, it has not stopped. It's snowing right now. Oh, you guys showed up the day after a big-ass blizzard, you know, so... Yeah, we were pheasant hunting in damn near blizzard yesterday. I, I will say that is the most brutal conditions I've ever walked for pheasants in. When you're and walking into a 25 mile an hour wind when it's a goddamn blizzard. <laughs> yeah, when there's a perfectly good warm shower and a warm bed in here. Yeah, that's what a, we choose to do. I don't know what we're thinking. But you still you killed a pheasant yesterday. I did kill one. Uh, you got to leave them by about five feet when they hit that wind. I did but, not. I did not listen to you today. <laughs> you're like, I heard the shooting, and then I was like, Colton, how many How many they get? None, man. That no, was... Porter Mag dumped on two of them. That's bigger yeah, than that shit. Was a, that was a, a nice cop that you shot. Oof. Yeah, nice yeah. cop. For any of our viewers, uh, also moving forward, um, uh, a rooster, a uh, male <laughs> pheasant, also known as, is also known as a cock. So uh, don't get it twisted. <laughs> and uh, let's move on. Yes. So... Before we get into like our hunts that we've already, you know, endured together and all that shit, you uh, you said you started hunting in high school. Did you travel much, or did you hunt most? I of didn't North really. Dakota? I didn't really start traveling until oh, just a couple years ago. Really, the first time I ever traveled to go waterfall hunting was down in Texas, and that's where I met Colton. Uh, we had a great time down there. Those lessers down there are absolutely just—they're stupid. <laughs> what, what wait, do you wait, keep wait. Before we go to that, I, would, I didn't even know how you guys met. How did you guys meet? Uh, it was that uh, the guided hunt uh, for Lessers down in Texas, Amarillo, Texas. Uh, and I will say, every time I've been to Texas, it's snowed, which sucks. But uh felt like I was goose hunting up in North Dakota again. But, yeah, we had a great time up there. We killed limits of Lessers every day, and... Uh, we just kind of clicked there, and we've been talking for a couple years, and, you know, he loves hunting and fishing, I think, as much as I do, so kind of connected that way. Yeah, I think it's definitely cool, um, you know, like, along the way, you know, your your interests in hunting from the time you start, you know, until later on in life, like, they, they continue to change and evolve, and you find yourself more interested in different aspects of hunting and, and different things that go along with that, and also getting to meet people and build connections like, I've got a friend that I met, and I fully plan on going to hunt with him in Arizona next year. Oh, or you might just go and hang out, you know? But, like, through, uh, through like, our shared interest in hunting. And so it's, like, it's really cool to make those connections and, and kind of keep up with people. And, you know, like, like this excursion, we're just up here, and it's like, hey, I'm right down the road. Let's meet up. And yeah, I just, cars, I, man. Well, that's, I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to come hunt with you guys this week or not. I was, uh, I was actually, uh, we had to leave the day before the blizzard. We were planning on coming out last Thursday, and that day was, you know, no travel day, and so we left Wednesday instead, went down to Bowman, North Dakota, where we deer hunt, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very good hunting down there, a lot of the deer died off, uh, I talked to a wildlife technician there in Montana, just right across the border, because I had that mule deer, do or just a buck tag from Montana, and, uh, she told me to go hunt somewhere else, because there's no deer there, uh, and she wasn't kidding, we didn't see, I mean, there were some mule deer, but the whitetails were almost non-existent, and, or if you did see them, they were on private land. And I, did, I actually did not fill my whitetail doe tag, which is pretty sad. So uh, my buddies left Sunday, and I was planning on coming up here, do some mule deer hunting, and uh, 
got on BMA, was lucky because it was kind of a last minute deal that lady told me to, you know, switch locations and had to change up my game plan. And I went in there, talked to one of the ranchers, uh, guide hand, he was South African actually, he was a really cool dude. He told me uh, pretty much where to find the deer and, you know, didn't, didn't have to travel too far. So I went up in there and I found a decent buck and did a stock on him and uh, I actually shot the wrong deer, but <laughs> but uh, I was happy with them. Uh, you know, it worked out great because then I was able to come up here and meet you guys. Yeah, and yeah, uh, sure. do some hunting. I haven't shot honkers for two months, so I was I really itching. wanting to itching. Oh I've, yeah, absolutely. I've never once in my life hunted honkers this way. It's always been more of um, you know if we're traveling and hunting because we don't get Canada geese where we're at like at all. Yeah. Like I, I've seen, you know, a handful of geese over the last ten years shot. You know, mm -hmm. you'll have that one. Oh, hey, a, a single Canada goose flew over the rice field and <laughs> we shot, and it was like, what the hell? You know, it's always like a huge <laughs> deal. But like, like we start goose. we start moving up north into the United the central United States and, and a little bit north from there. It's like, you know, you'll be duck hunting and here's a group of Canada's coming, and so that's the way I've shot them in the past. And now getting to actually full on target Canada geese, it's like yeah. unreal. That's all I target is Canada geese. Honestly, that's it's just crazy. You guys don't. You don't get to do that down there. No. Dude, we say the same thing about up here, man. It's just crazy. Well, Everything I honestly haven't crazy. experienced goose something like this either. I've never, you know, hunted them on a big river when it's everything else is froze up and they're coming down from Canada and they just oh, yeah. build numbers. I've never seen the amount of geese that they're we've big. been hunting. Yeah, yeah, they've been dumping in here. We're definitely getting spoiled is what's happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, y'all definitely are. I mean, me and Colton had a badass trip up here last year. And we limited it out a bunch, but also there was like two or three hunts, you know, we killed five or seven each, oh, yeah. you know. And then today was our fifth day straight row. limit. Yeah, fifth day of, Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Greater Canada geese. And one day we had a six-man limit of mallards. Yeah. So, I mean, we had been... To be able to be part of that, and like Colton was saying earlier, like he had, he had never gone and done a six-man limit of mallards and a six-man limit of graders in the same hunt i know just like i just met him face to face you know when we came and met up to to come on this trip but like looking back on his stuff and talking to him for a little while like i know this dude's hunted a lot so it's like you have hunted a lot you're a native to this area and so like getting to be able to come up here and listen to you guys talk about how awesome these hunts have been how like mm -hmm. incredible these are like you've never i've never seen them do it like this i've never seen them in these numbers i've never done this and that and like i hey i'm here for that too and this is like early on in my hunting career as far as this kind of hunting goes it's like that's incredible dude oh Wendell. i'm definitely not taking that for that's where we met him though was the six the six and six because he yeah. yeah we saw him and his uh chevrolet just driving across that field imagine imagine that like that's you show up, six man of ducks, six man of hawkers. Like it doesn't get any better. Well, it was just funny because, like, in our situation on that hunt, we didn't have a good hide. It, you know, we were hitting enough. I mean, we shot sixty birds, so we were definitely hitting enough. But it was like um, some of them didn't work. We really shouldn't have got our limit of cats. That goes to show the volume <laughs> of birds. That's well, that's what Jacob kept saying. I just, he goes, I couldn't. Oh, it's it. fine. They flared. There's another thirty coming in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was flared. a string of birds for you. Could, every time a group would flare, I'd look out in front, and there'd be two more groups coming. It was just absolutely insane. Yeah, I, would, I had to pee. Everyone's so long <laughs> on that hunt, and I, 
I got pissed, man. I'm about to jump out of the box. Oh, yeah, hey, there's another group coming. Y'all get down. Well, the last, <laughs> the last two on the fucking bus, baby. So we'll just kind of go on just from what we met Jacob, and then we'll ask some more questions here in a little bit. But, like, first day, the six and six. The last two birds, Mitch was out with his camera, fucking that big, you know. He's filming Cole, I believe. Were you out of the blind? Like, so there's there's also, by the way, there's six of us in one hotel room, just for y'all just wondering on here. But uh, Cole was, like, standing up out of the blind. Mitch is filming him. And we're just like, get down. Like, and he just, everybody kind of just crouched down. Blinds are open. Just bam, shot one. Mitch is like recording it, and then another one just comes in. It was like, yeah, some of them just do it down. Some there. of them were stupid that day. Yeah. What do you got? The stupid ones. What do you yeah. call them again? These stupid oh, bastards or what? Oh, big stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That's what. That's what. If you're from North Dakota, that's what you call Canada <laughs> geese, I guess. Yeah, no, that, it's man, that's so incredible. Um, it, it's definitely, you know. Uh, I'm I'm trying to soak all of this in as much as possible, dude. Like, uh, I know I won't have this opportunity uh, very often, you know, if I'm lucky once a year. Um, mm-hmm. So, getting to getting to be part of this is just it's blowing my mind, dude. And we go into day two, where it wasn't as cold as today. We shot straight honkers, but me personally, this is my I I think that like I I count as like my 14th time to ever. Canada goose hunt counting last year and then like going into this like this is my 14th trip and it was I've never seen birds work like that yeah yeah like even duck hunting for 13 years whatever I've been doing it's mm-hmm. they did it dumb mm-hmm. every single one of them we limited in like 55 minutes You're talking about yesterday right yesterday. oh yeah 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 yesterday that was, was pretty awesome hunt I mean yeah we uh killed our limit before the majority of birds even started getting off the roof so I mean, we yeah. left our blinds yes. right where we had them and said because, we you know, there was still 1,200 birds on the roost. So we just showed up there this morning and set up some decoys and killed them again. Yeah. And plus it was a 20 mile an hour wind this morning. They were just The first couple of stupid. Yeah. right before the sun was like up and peeking out because it was real hazy morning. But they, the first couple of flocks were just... Oh, cut lips. <clears throat> like go from the yeah. left side of the decoy. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. What is it that Colton likes to say? They come in holding pumpkins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were holding pumpkins. Well, I thought they'd be crawling, you know. I thought they'd be coming and crawling, but what they actually did was you'd think they were going to fly over your head, and then they'd get about 20 yards in front of you and drop like a rock. Yeah, they didn't make those big swings. They would just... They just kind of let the wind take it. Just And you're going to see yeah. videos of all this. We've got oh, so yeah. much good documentation, documentation. from this week. They just... <laughs> Just cupped up, and you would either hear, you know, kill them, fuck them up, <laughs> hot shave, uh, just whatever, give them a prostate exam, it's whatever Colton yelled. It's been an absolute feet down. <laughs> down. Shout oh, yeah, out public honor. We just, like, it's like they would come in, breaker, breaker, one, nine, landing gear engaged, and then <laughs> yeah. you would see their feet go. Yeah, they hit the Jake break coming into this bridge, just. <laughs> and oh, some groups we did great, some groups we didn't. It was, a, but it was a fantastic. Yeah, yesterday yeah, that was the best I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was amazing. It was an epic goose hunt for sure. And then today was also another. Well, we hunted the same exact spot. Colton, those beers on the floor. Are cold. 
Uh, we've got the uh, our producers. Our, take our producers are making a beer run for us right now. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody just we're doing a little beer run. But uh, no, I like to um, I like to do. Thank you, sir. We also, by the way, we brought Texas beer all the way up here. This uh, this is Lone Star that I've got. What is that? Lone Star. Uh, I don't. I've never had a Lone Star. Are you oh my serious? God. No, I've never even. Heard oh of shit! We got to get them one now. Oh yeah. We did a reaction on live fucking podcast. So Come these on. beers, this case was Texas in the trailer. Stayed in the trailer for the last couple of days, and it's ice cold. We had to leave them out. You sure they're not going to freaking shoot? No, they might. They actually might. No, you you get, they gave me a Red Bull two days ago, and it uh, absolutely yeah, it wasn't edible. <laughs> <laughs> you had to eat with a spoon, but no, you're fine. Oh yeah, we're solid. Good. We're solid. They're good and cold. Oh bro, that's as cold as it can be. I want it cold as the Rockies. Kind of tastes like a Miller Lite. I'm not a real fan of Miller Lite, but it ain't bad. I don't, I don't care if you better. Hate it. It's better than uh, than Hams. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you hate it. You will drink it. I don't hate it. I will drink it. Absolutely. Out of respect for the Texas boys. Yeah, that's one we're sponsored by. Two, that's uh, the oh, National Beer of Texas. Shit. My bad. That's <laughs> a genuine response. We wanted to hear if, they don't, if they don't want feedback, don't yeah. don't sponsor us. Yeah. But you, uh, you don't hate it, so that's good. That's another cool thing that, that happened to us on this trip. So we, yeah. uh, we had some friends we met in Dallas, and they said, uh, I, I hate that you weren't here that day because I was going to get you some stuff too, but this happened oh, right gear? before you got here. Yeah, the hoop Oh, gear. yeah. So we met some friends at the uh, Trophy Hunters in Dallas, real cool guys. And, you know, they make um, you know, the camouflage with the jackets and the pants and all that. They I'm wearing the pants gear. right now in the video. Porter's got the, uh, the pants on right now. The hoodie hoops. And, um, yeah, I called him. I finally got the opportunity to try them out. It hasn't been cold enough back home. And I was like, oh, well, what what better time than fucking negative temperatures in, in you know, way up here in the north to uh, give him a shot. And I tried them out. I liked them. So I called the guy. I was like, hey, man, uh, I just want to give you my feedback. Uh, they're great. You know, I, I told him all everything of what I thought. And he was like, how long y'all there? Oh, you know, another week and a half or so. And he was like, uh, all right, cool. How many guys you got? I got five guys. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to overnight all y'all some fresh gear. Try it out. Let me know what you think. Give us some uh, constructive criticisms. Let us know how we can improve. And I think that's really awesome. You know, for a, a company that's small like they are to be saying, hey, you know, we want to build off of this. Because... Like with bigger companies, if you found something you didn't like, and they're already selling the shit out of their stuff, they're not going to change it, you know? Um, so it would be hard for you to say, man, I really hate this about this product. Would you guys change that? They'd be like, ah, fuck you. We're selling the shit out of it. We're making a ton of money. Like, we don't care. Like, But for these guys, it was really cool that they're you know open to that and they want that feedback. And, and there's yeah. really no better place to test it out than today especially. Yeah, uh, today was pretty brutal. Fucking- Dude, I told him, I texted him this morning, and I was like, hey, man, I said, this was the absolute, probably some of the most devastating conditions I could possibly (laughs) have to test this gear. Okay, so 12 degrees with 25 mile per hour northwest west wind with the wind chills at the beginning of the day was negative six or seven. Negative six or seven. seven. I don't care who you got. We got got one of the producers back there saying seven. Negative seven degrees. (laughs) Oh shit! Fuck, baby. You're spitting chiclets. Negative seven degrees with that wind. It was gnarly, and 
laying in that blind bag who doesn't know shit. I'm not sponsored by who. I do love their shit, and I'll tell you why I love their shit here in a minute. But my back was sweating. <laughs> I was a little, my, my face and all that shit, I thought I had a thick enough beard. Nah, cold. This but, guy, uh, Steven, uh, is his name. He's one of the owners of Hoot. He was talking me through it. He's like, yeah, man, I'm seeing these jackets. He's like, we got some vents on them just in case you get hot. And we all busted out laughing, dude. It was like, <laughs> it was like eight degrees. And that was, you know, that was later on in the afternoon. It's like eight degrees that day. And he was like, yeah, they got vents on them. If you want to open them up, you need to cool off a little bit. We all laughed our asses off, dude. Yesterday we went pheasant hunting. And we wore the jackets, and everybody was unzipping their vents, kind of cool. <laughs> One of our producers over here, Cole, he uh, he literally ripped off his Bayou Dragon hoodie and was like opening the vents. He was dripping sweat. We did two and a half miles of blizzard hunting, pheasant hunting, and Cole was over here yeah. sweating his asshole off, just dying. He was like, <gasps> and I was got like, him a cock. Yeah, he did. He shot him a cock, cock. Yeah. And, and then uh, he pissed his pants when he stepped on a. And pheasant too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, this hoop gear, I'll tell you why I like it. Because it's actual badass camo. It's not what everybody else is doing right now, the digital camo. No hate on everybody, but your shit, change it. This shit is cool as hell. I like it. It's cocky. They use the, um, their, um, and it, I mean, that's cocky ass camo. Their brand is hoop. They use the, um, the, it looks feather, like the natural feather pattern of an owl. Because in, in all these different terrains where they have all these different owls, you know, you have snow, you have, um, you know, like out in the grasslands and all that. And so all these owls have obviously different uh, feather patterns and colors, you know, to blend in with their environment. So that's that's what they take their, um, you know, their idea from and, and use that in their camo. And I think it works really well, man. I think it's really cool. I mean, that's I mean, you can tell if you sit there and look, it's like, oh, that's feathers. Yeah, it's a, it's a God-given uh, camouflage, man. Well, yeah, like owls are fucking like number one predator dude yeah they're the quiet they're, uh, they're very camouflaged i uh that no he told me he was like yeah you know owls are like the top most camouflaged predator i like pulled up some I, I went digging and i like pulled up all these different pictures of like these like cats in the snow and uh you know like these like praying mantises on trees i'm like how the fuck would you see that like that cat in the snow all white just a bobcat all you see is just the black on the ears sticking up like on wings or something. Like holy shit, like that's unreal. But anyway, yeah, I didn't know where that was going. I thought you were gonna say, but then I looked up an owl and you could well, see it. Well, no, I did. I was like, there's no way the owl. But I mean, it's 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 hard to, to classify. I guess is what I was getting at. But. I got a compliment at the liquor store a minute ago when I bought this bourbon. Uh, the dude literally was like in line and I was like walking grabbing and he just like followed me and was like looking me up and down and goes man I love your camo <laughs> I was like hoot here man I'm online he's like I might do that all right so for um this is for you Jacob I uh, I actually did some due diligence uh I pulled up a list of uh of northern activities and I would like for you just uh I'm gonna go through this list and just tell me whether or not you've done any of those activities. Okay, so let's uh, start from the top. Let's go with uh ice skating. Yes, I have ice skated before. Okay. You yeah, ice skated on a frozen pond and a tunnel pond. No, it was an actual ice rink. Okay. okay. You played hockey. I did not play hockey. Okay. Uh, similar <laughs> similar to that, ice hockey, which No. Never played ice hockey. Nope. Okay. Uh this one just says moose. Not sure what that, that means. I guess that's a, a northern thing. Have you killed a moose? Have you I ever have had a moose? North Dakota, it's a once-in-a-lifetime tag. 
So I'm still waiting. Okay, this one's a little more far. Wait, you already have the tag? Like how, before we go on, sorry, man. Oh, no, you're good. Like how does, explain that. Once a lifetime. North Dakota, there's three, they call them the big three. Um, elk, bighorn sheep, and moose. And bighorn sheep's like the toughest one to get. There's They give out like seven tags a year or something. I think they change it every year, but it's never any more than 10 or 11. And you gotta get lucky as hell to get one of those. But uh, elk and moose are a little bit easier to draw. Uh, You know, you, there's a lot of people that probably won't even draw one of those tags in their lifetime. I can't believe it. Two of my buddies that I uh, went to college with, uh, in the last three years, both of them have got their bull elk tag and bull shot great bulls. And I'm pretty freaking jealous. Uh, but, you know, when I do actually draw mine, hopefully it's before I'm a fucking cripple. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know? You're only 20 around. You're 26. You have, you have but there's, I know guys that are, you know, 60 years old still flying, so... Mm. Yeah, yeah it's just and it, you don't get preference points either. It's you know you gotta just get lucky basically. I will but those say two this. did get lucky. I will say this, man, for a guy of your size, the way you're able to navigate this terrain up here is unreal. I you know that's what everybody says. Slacking behind, <laughs> and like, how the fuck is I just I do this going? shit all the time, man. Yeah, but I used to be a lot bigger too. Now, while well, I used to do this shit when I was seventy pounds heavier, so now. I don't have those 70 pounds. I can freaking move. You were 70 pounds bigger? I was You're a, big a couple years bitch. ago. Yep. <laughs> I mean, but also, and we'll get back to, I, I kind of like that little segment of the northern activities. <laughs> that's, that's actually hilarious. But I just want to go ahead and just put this on record. I've cleaned thousands of ducks and hundreds of geese, and I've been around people that have cleaned thousands of ducks. You by far are the fastest I've ever seen somebody clean an animal. You clean a fucking Canada goose in seconds. Well, when it's fucking negative eight wind chill and uh, you're freezing your nutsack off, you try to go pretty quick. Bro, no, don't don't try to count yourself short. No, Literally, man. Grab well, I will say, uh, you know, there's six guys here cleaning geese. Uh, I cleaned 10 today before we were done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you, you clean probably eight. Before. I, I, I might be clean four. You probably clean 20. I, I didn't clean put it this way. Soon. Me and Porter were, were gang banging these, these geese and I got 10. So he was, he was spreading for me and I was, I was going in and doing the cutting and I counted That's my heads and mm-hmm. we had 10. And for you to have 10 doing all of that, because it takes me, these geese are super tough so hard to to get the skin off of them. Especially when they've been sitting in the truck when it's negative eight wind chill or whatever. They uh, yeah. they're a little tougher. Plus this time of year, I mean the skin just sticks to the meat too. They're you gotta give them some torque to get that skin off the meat. But yeah I've cleaned you know that's all I hunt when a waterfall. I mean everybody loves their ducks but I, I do like hunting ducks but I would rather hunt Canada's hundred percent. I've and I've cleaned probably you know, over a thousand Canada's for sure. But it, it was very impressive because I was like, I was trying to watch and be like, what are you doing different than me? You're not. You're just a <laughs> lot more of a man. Like, because like I go in, I go like underneath, like, you know, where the guts go. I take two thumb and I rip up like that. You literally made it look like a band-aid. You went to the neck. And I'm just like, holy no, shit. And, <laughs> and no feathers on any of it. You go... 
scrape it clean, toss it up, and you're already doing another one. And I'm over here still picking fat off of it. Like, damn, I'm a shithead. <laughs> so, props to you. I appreciate you, guys. my friend. All right, guys, quick break, and then we're back with some more. Yep. All right, we're back. So, picking up where we left off, I want to keep getting into this list of uh, northern activities that I have here for you. So uh, this next one, I've got uh, ice fishing. You ever do any ice fishing? Oh yeah. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> okay. What kind of ice fishing are we talking here? I mean, you in a shanty uh, or are you in the back of a shanty like Matthew McConaughey? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I use pop up clam pop up fish house. You can, you know, a lot of people got uh, uh, what do you call them? permanent houses? They like uh, skids. Uh, we, a lot of people don't have skids. We got them with the uh, tires usually that uh, you just haul out there. You've got to wait till it's thick enough, or else you're fucked. What's but, what's like the, the <laughs> you're fucked? <laughs> what's like the minimum uh, you know ice thickness that you uh, can go out there and ice fish over? I'd say well, there's some crazy sons of bitches where I live that'll be like two inches of ice. There's this one dude. Uh, he was out there. Two inches of ice would have to move his fish house every two hours because the ice would begin to bow. Underneath where it was. That's yeah, that's not worth it. I wait till it's about four inches, and then you can walk out there. You ain't taking anything else out there. Uh, you know, six inches snowmobile, eight inches uh, four wheeler, twelve inches you can take a pickup out there. Uh, so how big are these lakes you are fishing? Uh, around where I live, we got just a ton of little lakes that I fish. So kind of small water stuff. Like, yeah. How long does it take for you know something like that to get to twelve inches? Oh, it depends on how cold it is, I guess. But uh, like, it's been super fucking cold the last, you know, week or more than that. And uh, yeah, I know there's people. You know, it's already six inches thick back home. Seems like I'm in places. But you gotta have, you know, the bigger the lake, the longer it's gonna take for it to freeze. So there's a spot I always go to. It's surrounded by cattails, and that's always, you know, the first place we go because the wind isn't hitting it, and we'll go. We'll go fish there first, and but yeah, it, it'll be later before you know. The wider it is, the more open it is. The wind will keep it open. Right. Look, let me just go ahead. <laughs> let me just go ahead and do this. We had a little technical difficulty. I'll go ahead and put that on the podcast. We uh, we lost our, the flow. We lost the flow. Our producers uh, they're doing other work. Cole is drinking beer and he just ain't paying attention. So in North Dakota, <laughs> if you didn't know this, since you're from there. It is the state's the state's leading producer of sunflowers and honey, and you don't do either one of those. But it does no. say farmers produce enough wheat each year to make 12.6 billion loaves of bread, and produce enough beef to make 113 million hamburgers, and enough soybeans to make 483 billion crayons. So soybeans make fucking crayons. I, that's why I kind of wanted to go into that because I didn't know you made crayons. I didn't know I made crayons either, bud. <laughs> crayons? Yeah. Have you ever used them? You know, not lately. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so funny. Like, I you get in his truck, and that's what he uses to write down like notes. I got some uh, <laughs> fucking red crayons. I got some marine buddies that are thanking you for feeding them uh, on the crayon note. <laughs> Absolutely. Shout yeah. out Aaron George, you crayon eating fuck. <laughs> Just kidding, but, love you, bud. Anyway, all right. So, have you ever um, been in North Dakota? I guess we said ice fishing. You've killed mule deer. You killed one this this week. 
you have plenty of meat. Yeah, I got finally got a deer. I've been trying to kill one with my bow for, you know, bow season opens, you know, beginning of September. It's now, you know, middle of November. It's been tough. But uh, and then I couldn't kill whitetail doe like I mentioned earlier. And then I went out there and there was just deer everywhere. It was a ton of fun. I uh, was by myself, which made it, you know, a little tougher. Especially when I, you know, I killed one and it's, you know, not uh, ideal to haul a whole mule deer on your back in one trip. So I had to make two trips. Luckily, I only killed it three quarter mile from the pickup. Wasn't too bad. Can you, um, three quarter, three quarters of a mile. So, yeah, yeah, three quarters out there, three quarters back, three quarters out there, three quarters yeah. back. Yeah. With quarters of deer. Yeah, I took two quarters of time, and while well, the first trip, you know, I had I didn't know where I was going to end up out there. This test section of land I was hunting was, you know, five miles by five miles, I think. So it was, it was a huge place. So I didn't know where I was going to end up. So I had a ton of gear on me, just you know, so I don't die. And uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of beans or something, canned beans. My beans. Uh, uh, I actually use a. There's just, New thing called a, I don't know if it's that new, but I just started using a jet boil. It's a pretty cool oh, deal. Those are badass. Yeah, dude. That's what, no uh, what that is. A jet boil, they got this special fuel. It's, uh, I don't know if it's actual jet fuel or what. I think it's, uh, oh, it's, uh, I, I'd have to go grab a can. I got them in my room, but uh, it's a propane mix for something else. Mm -hmm. Butane or something like that. And it cooks super fast. You just turn it on, boil water. And it boils the water in about 60 seconds. Damn. Yeah. It's, uh, and it was, you know, it was 60 seconds. Like we are at the shit and it, it, we are at higher elevation too. So water does boil faster at home. If Jamie, you boil water in 60 seconds, you have a volcano. Jamie, can you look that up and verify for it real quick? What? Higher altitude doesn't boil water faster? Yeah. Oh, the, bro, I was good in science. <laughs> they don't, te they don't teach that. I didn't get that, uh, that Anahuac education. Like Dude, in Anahuac, Texas, I know. And it goes by, like, every so hundred feet. It's, like, you know, it's, what's boiling it? At 212, 212 degrees? Yeah. But, like, up here in 1,400, 1,700 foot where we're at, it would be, like, 198. You know what I mean? Interesting. In Colorado, it's a lot lower. If you're like on the top of a mountain, well, just letting you know, you just learned something. <laughs> yeah, if I if nothing else, I learned something today, and from Porter May of all people. <laughs> yeah, you're but, welcome. A one. Um, I, I have an, a question regarding your pack out. So, with these temperatures that we or that you're hunting a mule deer in right now, like earlier this week, um, do you worry in these temperatures about predators? Um, you know, getting to your your kill while you're making the pack out and uh, back to your truck? Yeah, I mean, if, you gotta, if you'd have to leave the animal overnight, definitely coyotes are, I mean, I had a buddy shoot a deer a couple years ago in the river valley, and then, you know, where we live, the river valleys are just thick with coyotes. And he shot this deer next morning, well, you know, you wound one and you can't find it, right. it's usually when it happens, you gotta go back the next morning and look for it. Yeah, all that was left was the antlers after one night so those coyotes cleaned them up pretty quick, but I killed mine, you know, it only took me three or four hours to spot my animal, shoot the wrong animal. Uh, took me about four hours to get them out of there, you know, cut them up, all that stuff, get them out of there. But, uh... You shot, 
You shot the right animal. You shot the wrong one. You were targeting. I was I was targeting a different one. Yeah, but yeah. I, just just clarifying that he didn't like. Yeah, no, I didn't shoot the uh, right species. Right. Yeah, right. you you shot you shot where you're supposed to. I, <laughs> I didn't shoot the right species. I, I didn't shoot the animal <laughs> I was after. So people are like, so. What did you shoot? What did you eat? <laughs> yeah. What, what did you shoot? Yeah, you're shooting zebras. You know, they don't, people, a lot of our fans are from Southeast Texas. They don't know what's in North Dakota. I have no clue. Well, I was actually hunting Montana, but wolves? No, we don't have, uh, Montana might actually have some wolves, but we don't, North Dakota, we don't have wolves. We don't have to really worry about predators, you know, for safety. Cougars. Uh, there is some cougars. Big cats up here? Yeah, we definitely do. I actually, I do a ton of coyote hunting and well, I hunt river valleys for the majority, and I had permission to kill two mountain lions last year, actually. Uh, never, you know, never called one in or seen one, but uh, that's a pretty cool opportunity. Hopefully, I'll have the opportunity again this year, and hopefully, you know, I can call one in. That'd be, you know, that's kind of, you know, really, that'd be a really cool deal to call in a freaking mountain lion and kill it in North Dakota, especially because there's just, you know, I think the quota is like 10 or 11 every year. Total for the state? Oh shit! No, that my bad. So the unit I'm in, there's different units for mountain lions. Mostly out west, the western part of the state, the Badlands. There's there's a quota there. In the west, in the eastern part where I'm at, I don't think there actually is a quota. So because there's just hardly any around. Yeah, but it's, I, well, it's pretty crazy that I had you know two landowners telling me to kill a mountain lion around my because I've never actually seen sure. a mountain lion ever. So I was. Um, I, I noticed you you sparked some interest when I mentioned Arizona earlier. Um, that friend of mine that I met down there actually got to he he spotted and stalked a mountain lion and uh, but down there you know they're they they have those cats and you know it's like a you can just go I, I want to say you can just go buy over the counter in Arizona. Oh, you, you can actual tag. There's a tag. Yeah, for your tag. It's not just a predator. It's not predator hunting. No. It's yeah, not, like in North so, Dakota, all you got to have is you know permission. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like a small game, or not, it wouldn't be a small game license, just your regular hunt license. Fur bear license, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Just your fur bear, with shoot coyotes or whatever, you can shoot mountain lions with your fur bear. You can Anybody shoot them in know. Texas. Like, we don't have, per se, mountain lions. We do have some big cats. Yeah, they're, they're mountain Well, you guys lions. got a ton of bobcats yeah. down there, don't you? Yeah, we have, we have a lot of bobcats. Uh, shoot, oh, yeah. you'll see you'll see bobcats moving around in the marsh areas. Um, they're they're everywhere. They're in the, hmm. they're in the big thicket. They're in the... Uh, I got them outside my house. They're they're all <laughs> over the place. Like I was, I caught one on camera at work the other night on one of our barge docks. Hmm. Um, I, I have pictures. I'll show you in a little while. It's pretty cool. But anyways, going back to it, um, yeah, that friend of mine in Arizona was was telling me he did a spot and stalk on a mountain lion, and uh, that would be badass. Have he got it right over the top of her, and was looking around. I was like, damn, you know, he thought. He was up on this rock bluff and then kind of heard something. He looked down and he said she was about 15 feet below him. Just, oh my God. just hunched down, looking right at him, baring her teeth. And he let her have it. And uh, he said he had that, that cat set his house on his wall now. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. But there's a there's also a um, down, um, I, don't, I don't think in Arizona, I can't remember what we talked about it, but I think it was uh, in Mexico and in the southern part of New Mexico where they have a population of wild jaguars. Hmm. And that was like, holy shit, can you imagine? No, being out there. That's why yeah, I was saying, first off, if I saw one, instantly shit my pants. Jaguars are yeah, they're pretty fucked. They'll kill you. They're literally one of the most deadly animals on the planet. 
Yeah, they they attack crocodiles. You know yeah, what I mean? Like this. like I watch a lot of like uh, Planet Earth, and they'll jump out of a <laughs> fucking tree. Yeah, uh, David Attenborough, and they'll jump thirty foot off into like some water. It's like I thought cats ate water, and then well, drag a fucking. Yeah. Drag a fucking yeah, crocodile fucking out of the water. I don't know if there's a jag or a cheetah or whatever. I saw that. That was crazy. It was not a cheetah. Was a animal, but... Shit, what was that, an African? It had to be an African. Yeah, yeah, it had to be an African. We don't have crocodile. <clears throat> I wish we did. There's a fucking 14 foot alligator or crocodile on my wall. <laughs> well, there's a 14 foot alligator killed this year. We already talked about that on a fast podcast, Jeez. but 14 yeah, four. Dude, we, so what? You guys don't have it. Like <laughs> no, we don't have alligators. No, they don't have alligators. They're just as cold as we are. Oh, and alligators is where I'm at. Do you want to shoot an alligator? Would I like to shoot yeah. it? Oh, hell yeah. Come oh. down, please. <laughs> Come down. Look, I don't think he wants it bad enough because he was this close and went, oh, fuck yeah. No, fuck but yeah. But he went with the old hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he wants it, but he doesn't want it that bad. No, that would be, that would be pretty cool. I kind of, if I were to shoot one, I'd, rather, I'd like to do it with the bow, like bow fishing. You can now, oh, Texas. Dude. You can do it in Texas now. It's legal. Oh, nice. But um, look, I will get you a gator tag. The opportunity is there. The opportunity is there. But I do ask for one thing in return. And if you can't get it, I understand. It's fine. But if you do shoot uh, a mountain lion, I would like a couple of pieces of mountain lion steak. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I would. That's love, no problem. I I, would, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't count on it. But uh. if you do get it, I want some, like for sure. For sure. Yeah, like, I, I definitely don't want to eat all of it. So uh, there is, uh, <laughs> there is zero expectation there. Like when it comes to like waterfowl or big game or anything like that, you kind of have something to go off of like from mule deer. Like I've, I've harvested and eaten whitetail, but I've never eaten mule deer. So I don't know what that tastes like, but I can imagine well, it's pretty similar. People say mule deer, not as good as whitetail. And whitetail, not as good as axes. I've never had an Axis deer, but not I, I can tell you for sure right now you're missing out. Porter's blessed me with a few uh, beautiful Axis dinners. Axis, and then like you just keep going down. I love to try. Oh, it's fantastic. You come down, I can get you some Axis. You talk about eating a cat. That would, dude, what I do would, you think, like, what bro, does that taste like? I, would, I don't know, but Ted Nugent has a quote. Ted knows. Like, <laughs> Ted knows. He's like, he's like, I love vegans. Most of my friends are vegan. I eat vegans. But occasionally I'll eat the uh, occasional like mountain lion, and I'm like, I want to try mountain lion, like vegans, <laughs> idiots. Good, good. More for me and you. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Reduces I, hunting pressure for sure. But uh, <laughs> so if you do get a mountain lion or a cougar or whatever you want to call it, please send me some. There's a cougar in the car. I'll pay. Oh, for I it. could definitely do that, or I'll trade you an alligator. <laughs> You know, alligator meat's actually pretty good. I've had that before. That's, you know, that's good stuff. You know what, um, so it's funny, uh, when we met uh, Jacob here, it's a small world. And I was talking, the, the day that Jacob came in, we were sitting in the diner, and he hadn't arrived yet. We actually met out in the field. We're sitting in the diner, and I asked him if he knew this guy. His name is Nick Marcius, or Marcius. And he's like, no, I never, I don't know that guy. Oh, okay, just curious. Well, then, about 30 minutes later, you showed up. And you're talking, and you said, hey, Colton, do you know Nick Marcy? <laughs> and he looked at me, and he's like, dude, you just asked me about that guy. I was like, yeah. And he's, so anyways, but when I hunted with Nick, um, it was funny because 
you know, we were talking about like trade hunts and stuff like that, and like it just got brought up. He's like, dude, I'd love to go and shoot an alligator car. That was he was hard up on an alligator car. Really? What? I was like, that's like a trash fish where we're from. Like, yeah, no, we, one, no one fishes for them. Not like well, a small population fishes uh, for them, targeting them, like actually fishing. I know a lot of people love to go out and bow fish for them. Yeah, that's one. Of that, that's something I'd love to do. But he was, like, he was like, he was like, dude, he was like, dude, I want to go and, yeah, and, and harvest a big alligator guard. Marshy's was, like, was saying that. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He was hard up on it too. Like I wonder, I wonder if he's done it at this point. I'd be kind of I don't know, he's too busy, kill, too busy killing geese, man. Yeah, <laughs> around the clock. Uh, that guy. Is that something you want to do? Shoot an alligator guard with a bow? That's what I'd like to do. But I'm sure, yeah, he, they I really, guess he says he's I talking guess we, about they've kind of lost, shit. like, their... For us. They lost it? their, uh, their shine to us. We see them everywhere. We catch them, we kill them, like... They're they're a bit of a nuisance almost to us. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at, so. You know, and now that you're saying this, yesterday we're showing... So Jacob didn't even know who... The Bayou Dragons were, which is understandable. <laughs> no, that's cool. I, I like that. Like, but I, I like it when people don't know. Who no, I had no idea that you guys were uh, a thing. Uh, yeah, no, that I was. I thought you guys were just yeah. all up here buddy hunting. I didn't know I'd be well, on no, we a are. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right off the roof, like, hey, Jacob, I've never met you before. I like your accent. You want to be on a podcast? Uh, no. And it's like, <laughs> too fucking bad. Yeah. Um, Steak dinner. So it's but, the least I could do, man. Really. Yeah. Well, I appreciate I just really wanted, I like having interesting people. You're interesting as hell. But, uh, like when we were showing you some videos of like, kind of like, you're like, so what do y'all do? And we showed you and you're like, oh, that out, like you're like pumped up. Like you, your voice kind of went like on the uh, alligator <laughs> door when Tanner shot it. And I was like. Like that got you excited? Like to me, I'm like, I just love bow fishing. That's one of my favorite things for sure. Yeah, dude. Like that's something. Like if you come down, like that is a guaranteed. If you want to shoot guard, you can fucking shoot guard. That's year round. Yeah. And yeah, the awesome. thing about traveling down to Southeast Texas, if it ever does cross your mind, you don't have to hop hotel rooms. We got a spot for you. I've yeah, literally been in four hotel rooms this week. It's been insane. Cool. And I've got a shitload of gear. Egg rolls. Dude, Mitchell has a spare bedroom. Oh, yeah. I've been eating the shit out of egg rolls and pizza, pizza rolls, too. Nah, no, no, not <laughs> since you've been with us, you've been eating pretty good. Yeah, no, though, yeah, we, we should uh, really go get some steaks again tonight, I think. <laughs> Bro, I could fuck up a steak. Absolutely. Oh, rod iron was good. We've had sun. Like, we've had, hell, today we had breakfast food twice. Those people who ate breakfast before we uh, went duck uh, goose hunting and Two hours later, we're back and like, that was quick. Yeah. Uh, how many times have you ate there this week? Uh, seven? I don't know seven, how much more seven breakfast times, yeah. I can take, bro. Really? <laughs> I've probably consumed 57 eggs just in the last six uh, days. That's it. It was the most <laughs> coffee I've ever drank in one day. I definitely, oh, it definitely made me sick, to be honest dude, with you. I still have <laughs> shit, and I am going to. There's no yeah. way. Like, I drank easily like nine or ten cups of coffee. Speaking of shit and... <laughs> Mitch this morning. Oh yeah, let's oh. talk about that. So we didn't even talk about today's hunt really, like in the wet. Not yet, though, man. So let's get into it, man. Let's roll. Today's yeah. hunt was badass. Yeah, let's, let's start off from the beginning. You walk out of the, the hotel room, and instantly, if you have facial hair, which every single one of us do, automatically freezes up. I'm talking. You start snotting. You have snot sickles. 
The beard is <laughs> fucked. Mitchell has the most gnarliest icicles in his mustache. Throughout. Like yeah, the inch, whole week. inch and a half. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just Mitchell has these icicles. That's because, well, he likes drooling. <laughs> and he, that's, it comes with not being able to read good, but he just drools a little bit. And so we, we get out there. It's colder than a well digger's ass in deep Montana. Y'all are doing y'all's thing. I dropped uh, everybody off, had to do that walk, and I was just like, son of a bitch. You were heating up on that walk, don't lie. You probably came in sweating. Dude, bro, well, yeah, this hoop gear is hotter than hell. <laughs> I felt good, but once I started sitting down, I was like, damn, boy. But, like, we haven't been sitting down for maybe five, ten minutes, and Mitchell goes, where's the TV? Oh, you Y'all forget I was over there with my pants down and I brought my shotgun because I'm a smart fella. You were over there walking the, uh, the dish line for pheasants. Yep. I ran over there, I grabbed my gun, brought the toilet paper with me. And uh, a partridge, a little group of partridge come running by and I saw them kind of hopping through and- uh, As you're shitting? Pants around my ankles, grabbed my fucking aim seater, raised up and shot, wiped my ass. Brought the toilet paper back to Mitchell, so she's all yours, bud. <laughs> Went and looked for my bird, and it fell. I, I searched everywhere for it. I couldn't find it, sadly. But, but anyways, yeah, Mitchell, it was uh, yeah. pretty brutal. Um, yeah, y'all took y'all were the only two brave ones. I guess this is that McCall blood because nobody else was about to pull their ass out in that weather. Sometimes you got a man. Ugh, I was in a bind. But well, Mitchell was like, bro. <laughs> Mitchell sprinted. Where's the toilet paper? Give he it just to goes. Now. He literally said, as soon as he pooped, it turned in the glass. And I know the. <laughs> I think his. I think his exact words were, "I could have stabbed somebody with that." <laughs> immediately. And I know this is all very gross to the viewers or listeners, but whatever. Uh, I don't know. I just. I kind of just really just want to say, basically, I've never shit in negative eight degrees, so it sucks. <laughs> I mean, I've done it four times. It's like, I haven't shit in the toilet since we came here. And we're going on day six. Day six, you shit in the hotel. That's just the I way it swear, goes, man. man. It's, it's, I'm on a timer, man. And when we eat breakfast, and I, I can't not drink coffee because it's so well, fucking Well, when you eat cold. a giant-ass <laughs> breakfast, man, then you go set up decoys. Well, Matthew, for the last four days, I know exactly what he's ordered because it's fantastic. He gets the two eggs, the five pieces, or four pieces of bacon, and the French toast. Oh, man, it's phenomenal. And I, I just, can't stop ordering it, but it I'm going to get shit like a pet coon. The French what? toast is solid. I love French toast. That cinnamon roll pancake this morning was good, but the French toast is awesome. That was, oh, yeah, that was pretty amazing. Phenomenal. Oh, shit. I can't yeah, have for breakfast now. It's not a it's not good shit weather. I'm also, I'm really excited about, like, I love doing this kind of hunting because we sleep in. I say we, we slept until 5 a.m. this morning. Went and had breakfast at 6 o'clock. You know, like at home, it really like, wasn't bad. Yeah, I love yeah. how relative things are, man. Like talking about sleeping in, he's like, "Yeah, we gotta get out there early." I'm like, "What is early for you?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, sunrise." I'm like, fuck, we gotta get out in the marshes sometimes at midnight and yeah. sit on the levee That's or insane. sit at the ditch. You know, it's we just, weren't all in our blinds till like seven forty-five, and then it was like you heard. Yeah, it's it's different. It's different kind of hunting, obviously, because you're having to wait it out a little longer, but. Uh, but still, man, I mean, well, every single day, sleep, getting to get out of bed at 5.45 is like, oh, 
especially waterfalling. Getting up at 545 is pretty ridiculous. Well, it's just because it's so damn cold out that they don't want to get off the water. You said, but dude, every day we've all made wagers on, you know, when they're going to come out. And every day Colton goes, like in in all theory, they should be flying later. You know, and today was our latest hunt. We yeah, I mean, we didn't finish the hunt until almost 11. But uh, like Colton every day, like we put Colton's like 11:30. We're limited up by nine, you know, and he's like. They're just not like we just got some dumbass birds coming in. We're we're not getting the feeds. We're getting those stragglers coming in, getting which is better for documentation. Oh yeah, I mean documentation. We, we have Mitchell over here like zoomed in, just crumpling birds. Matthew getting some great shit. Yeah, Mitchell's getting all those angles, man. I looked over at him and I, he was like folded into like a human pretzel with his fucking camera. Like <laughs> yeah, and. Some birds flare, and it might not be from that, you know, but I'm just like, Colt's like, man, there's something on the left. And I'm just like, I'm like, God. I'm, and Mitchell has a camera lens that's solid white that's this big. That's good for these conditions, though, man. I guess it's it is. White. Right now, it's, it's red. White. It's white. It's, it's, it's uh, fucking white. Yeah. And today, it had blood all over it. Oh, yeah. Matthew. Dude, I cannot. The Rocky Balboa is what did it to me. I uh, was carrying in four uh, honkers back to the blind. By the time you watch this, you might have seen it on Instagram. But I had these birds in my hand, and I get back, and I see Mitchell's filming, so I kind of give him a little little Rocky Balboa action, a little bit of shadow boxing. And uh, I get back to the blind, I put the birds down, and I stop as I'm standing up, you know, throw the doors open, get in my blind, and I look down, dude, I am head to toe covered in blood all over me. It was incredible. I was like, what the shit? And everything I touched after that was sticking to my hands. Yeah, we almost, I mean, and those, those Canada geese, man, they're tough. They're man, freaking was, tough. So there was a quill that was harvested today. For those of y'all who don't know uh, what a quill is, two, actually, mm-hmm. uh, according to one of our producers back there, Mitchell. But um, the quills are, uh, it's a quill lake goose. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Uh, quill lake goose, they come from an area in Canada uh, near Saskatchewan, uh, Quill Lake. And um, so they have more, um, they have more white kind of spattered throughout their body, some more aggressive than others. You know, you'll have one with a white patch on the belly. You'll have some with, you know, these big white uh, streaks on their wings and big, you know, strips of white on their bellies, almost like a speckled belly. Like there's just all kinds of different ways that these quill geese look. and. Um, we had a uh, we harvested a couple of them today, and I can't remember where I was going with this. Where was I going with this? Don't know. We're talking about well, we're talking about two things. One, we're gonna get we'll we'll have one of the guys we're gonna we're gonna do another podcast this week too with Colton, and he's gonna have all the deets on all that shit. But I remember where you were talking about the t- how tough they were. That quill goose, one of the quill oh, goose yeah, yeah. geese that was harvested today. Me and Colton are there's sorry, I got all the It's insane. I've none of us remembered what the hell <laughs> yeah. was going on there. But these uh these we're working birds in and I turn around and look and we hear something flapping out of the bottom and look and it's that quill. Me and Colton look at it, like, oh yeah, the bird's still alive. I'm like, and there's just blood like all over him and coming from his head. Like, Man, he's gonna die. Well, we yeah. go back to we go back to hunting and uh, we get done, we line all the birds open, make another hard count, make sure we're good, and we're one short. What the hell? Turn around, that quill's gone. We had to track him like up this hill and not, like I couldn't absolutely couldn't believe there was like he just lost so much blood but these birds are extremely tough. Well, you ought to mention too that uh, 
we seen that quilt coming and everybody wanted to shoot him. So he got fucking lit up. Oh, man. Dude, going on in a group wall. of two, these yeah, birds came in and I know, I said, hey, quill's on the left. And so everybody shot the left bird. I didn't even, did the right bird even fall? Me and, yeah, Cole, me and Cole shot the left, the right bird because okay. I was going to let you guys take the quill. Yeah, the quill got absolutely crushed. And yeah, he, I don't understand how he was still running around. Yeah, it's yeah. Really incredible. He had 12 bullets go yeah, into this probably. quill. I mean, and everybody <laughs> gave him three. I can promise you that. Uh, we bagged them. Like Cole says, every single, every, it don't matter if it's one goose, we're bag dumping every time. That's why I brought, we, I mean, me, you and Mitch alone brought, what, eight cases of shells, basically, for yeah, this damn heart. <laughs> we got a lot of shotgun shells. Man, we definitely didn't want to come up here and not be prepared. This is, like I said earlier, man, not, not a lot of opportunities for us to do this, so you don't want to show up and, and go, fuck, but <laughs> something at the house, or, you know, you can get as prepared as possible. Helped us having the uh, trailer behind us, man. I was like, shit, I got way too much shit, man. He's like, oh, no, we got the trailer. I was like, good. They throw all my shit in there. Yeah. Bit, I, I just kind of want to touch on the, the... So it took us 28 hours to get here. From my house, like on a normal drive, it says 25 hours. And you talked about... You just mentioned that we... Oh, yeah, we crashed the truck. We crashed the truck. We like, were, no damage was done to the truck. We were driving down the highway in, in North Dakota, and... Um, Sure enough, some black ice, man. Mitchell's driving, all of a sudden we're sideways. And I look up and I'm like, what the hell? We're on a ledge. So there's like a large drop off on the right side of the road. And there's a nice, fluffy, safe snowbank on the left. And as this truck is fishtailing, it's just like looking through the windshield, it's just death, life, death, <laughs> death, <laughs> life. And then finally, we just, it just hooked and we just went off in the snowbank and no damage done like you said but we it were actually scared. fixed the trailer lights very <laughs> and trailer off on the side of the highway and we couldn't get out and uh god sent us an angel in the form of a man named jeff driving at peterbilt um he pulled up hey you guys need some help sure enough jeff backed up colton had just bought a tow strap like a week before and threw it in the trailer and we hooked up that trailer and yanked us right out also I just want to say, people are built different up here. Okay, so Jeff jumps out of the truck right at the beginning and goes, Pack. you know, he makes this just, and he backs up. I'm talking, he has a full-blown cargo, tra- like, fucking trailer behind his Peterbilt. And he, like, we get done, he goes, I broke my leg yesterday. Yeah, like, he was, he broke his leg. He broke his leg, Jesus jumped out in the snow and helped us. I was like, that Would not accept payment, just a firm handshake. I gave him a hug, man. I thought we were screwed without you, Jeff. Thank you so much. Yeah, because Colton and Cole were 13 hours behind us. We'd have been, y'all would have found us 500 years or, like in the future. We'd have been buried yeah, in we snow and ice. Like, <laughs> frozen. You know, when we left that spot, we got down the highway a little bit more and just 18 wheelers turned over left and right. On the well, the, eight, the day you guys showed up was, you know, it was freaking icy. Well, the day we left, it rained hours before we went out to Bowman and it was it was bad it wasn't good at all there was just I come over this hill one time we were heading out to Bowman and uh, see everybody's got their hazards on they're going slow as fuck and I come over the hill and I'm like why is everybody got their hazards on then I get, get sideways I'm like ah that's why everybody's got their hazards on yeah. <laughs> was it black eyes yeah it was, yeah, like just it was just, yeah it was just yeah, it was just ice. Yeah, not good. 
So there's, that's something you have to, which you're like, man, like we have like what, two months of winter down at home sometimes. Like, yeah. And I'm talking like two months and, because like right now we have a cool front down at home. It's like 47 degrees. But like next week it could be 80. Yeah, I feel like our, our winters are based that's on nuts. the cold fronts because throughout the months of, uh, you know, October, November, December, January, February, it's like, we'll get a front, it'll be cold for a week or two max, and then you'll be back up in the 70s until another front comes through. It doesn't really maintain cold temperatures for very long. Yeah, like five years. Except for when I'm there. Yeah, yeah exactly. especially when you're there. When you're there. But <laughs> you're, you're always up in the panhandle and shit like that. But yeah, we're pretty much, I mean, yeah, I'm literally only halfway to you when I'm in Texas. Basically, yeah. Probably, yeah, you're like nine hours still from us. Yeah, but I remember it was March fourth or fifth, like six years ago, and it snowed up in the lake, like a foot of snow. Damn. And I was like, and but I'm talking while well, I was there for like during those like spring break time, and I was there. It snowed, and then I started that week off with cut off shirt uh, shirts and like cut off denim jeans. Then was wearing my literal waders fishing, and then by the end of the week it was eighty two degrees. By the end of the week it was uh, no beginning of the week it was hunt hoots in the cold. <laughs> no, but dude, I wish I've had these hunt hoots my whole life. It would have saved me out of some shit. Man, um, Jacob, we really appreciate you sitting down with us, brother. It's been uh, it's been good. Uh, we got one more hunt with you, right? Yep, correct. Yeah, one it's gonna be just as shitty as today huh. uh, for uh, wind and cold. I'm sure it's going to be in the negatives again, but uh, hopefully the geese will not. We're actually going to be hunting the same field as what we were talking about earlier, uh, where we didn't have the best hide, but we've got a better game plan, I feel like, this time. And a uh, ton of ducks and geese in there again, which is wild oh, that man. they're in there again. Smash I'm hoping it's another six and six. Yeah, that would be epic. It really be awesome, man. Yeah, that's, I mean. Uh, We've done five months in a row, and we've limited every time. That's just, crazy. I feel like at this point, we've limited it on character every day. We've built some fucking character. Okay? Yeah. Nothing else. We've all built character. For yeah. sure. That that frozen turd that Mitch took today, that that's a character builder. Yeah. Yes. Sure. That, yeah, Jacob, that is well put. That built character. <laughs> I mean, if anybody built character today, it was Mitch. It was definitely Vigil Bed. When you can stab somebody with a turd. <laughs> <laughs> what are we even talking about? No, this, well, this is what we just do, basically, is bullshit. That's why, I'm, like, a lot of our viewers don't even hunt or fish. They just, like, listen to us talk shit, which is... Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good time, man. We uh, we talk the best shit in, in uh, the industry, <laughs> I believe, you know? And uh, we're getting better every day. Uh, so if y'all followed along this long, y'all make sure to go check us out on YouTube. Uh, podcasts can be live on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Bayou Dragons. Do you, um, do you have anything you like? What's your Instagram, Jacob? Just so people can at least follow oh. you, because you have some, you have some really cool hunting. And yeah, fishing. it's pretty much just all hunting and fishing stuff. What's your uh, Instagram? Uh, Jacob.t.wendel. Jacob T. Wendell. Wendell on Instagram. Yeah, y'all follow him. He has some cool ass shit. I mean, because when Cole uh, Colton was like. Hey, I got a buddy of mine, Jacob, from North North Dakota coming up here to hunt with us. He was shooting some mule deer. I was like, does this guy suck? And he's like, no, 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 he's cool. I was like, show me his Instagram. Well, dude, honestly, you don't want just a shit bag coming up. 
No, you, you guys have been cool as hell, man. It's it's been awesome so far. You guys basically been giving me a guided hunt and giving me free shit, which is ridiculous. And I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Yeah, they're pretty cool well, freaking dudes. Well, hey. whatever whatever we can do, man. I mean, just that's the mentality I took coming into it. I'm blessed to be here, so whatever I can do to help, whatever I can do to make it better for the next guy, I'm all about it, man. All about it. But we do appreciate your time. We're looking forward to this final hunt with you. I don't think this will be the final hunt ever because I feel like I'll be able to just holler at you and be like, hey, Jacob, by the way, I'm going to come. I would definitely come hunt Montana with you again next year. Absolutely. Oh, I might come up to North Dakota and come hunt with you. You said you, <laughs> you sat on your fields this year. You killed. Early season was good. Yeah. yeah. And our wheat fields get loaded up pretty good early season. Well, you know, next year we actually aren't doing any wheat because the price of fertilizer is insane for for wheat. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, you know, the ducks, actually, we didn't get no ducks in our stuff this year, which is, you know, not typical. They usually get in the soybeans. Uh, we actually, I killed some ducks in, in our wheat field this year. We didn't have much of a hide because, you know, I just, I just got done chisel plowing the thing. Uh, so it was, we actually ended up trying to look like a weed patch. And the uh, ducks, you know, they're pretty stupid. <laughs> they, they did it pretty good. The geese, uh, they kind of acted like they did the other day when we were in that cornfield. Right. So, except we didn't have 2,000 geese to deal with that day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we did not yeah. limit out, but no, man, that's uh, that's great, man. We appreciate you sitting down with us. We'll go ahead and wrap it up and uh, call it a night, man. Let's go get some dinner and uh, yeah, I'm hungry, drink, man. Appreciate Love. it, man. Thank you. All right, Thank you, yeah, Jacob Wendell. Yeah, bud. <laughs>